Hello, everyone. Welcome into another episode of Kentucky Daily, a daily podcast covering your University of Kentucky Wildcats on the Blue Wire Podcast Network. I'm your host, Sean Smith. Finally getting some movement with the Kentucky basketball roster, so I want to jump on here and make sure we're talking about that this week. Obviously, the, the biggest news was the recent news of Bryce Hopkins entering the transfer portal. That happened on Thursday morning on top of Ty Ty Washington declaring for the NBA draft and foregoing his remaining eligibility uh, for his college career. That was on Wednesday. So the dominoes are beginning to fall for Kentucky. Obviously, the big ones are still there at the top when it comes to Oscar Shibway and Shaden Sharp. I think those are the two that are going to kind of dictate maybe the overall mood that we're going to have about this Kentucky basketball roster for next season and then where this program is going uh, off a 9-16 and 16 year and then a, a first-run exit to a 15th seed in St. Peter's. So a lot to still play out. There's some very important decisions still here when it comes to what happens with Xavier Wheeler and his future. But there is some movement starting to take place that now can impact what Kentucky decides to do in the transfer portal. And, and Hopkins, that four position with him – and Keon and Toppin, you got Damian Collins reportedly coming back from a report from Travis Branham a few weeks ago. There was a log jam at that spot. You have Chris Livingston coming in. Is Cal going to run him as a three? Is he going to use him as a small ball four? There's a lot of stuff that had to play out, and now you're finally getting that movement. So now you can start paying attention to the transfer portal and what Kentucky is doing when it comes to targets and who they're reaching out to. And I will talk about some of that as we get towards the end of this episode. But the biggest news, obviously, is that Bryce Hopkins, this should not be a surprise to anyone. I'm pretty sure that I've said it on this show. I know that Jack and I have talked about it on Sources Say. Hopkins, it's been rumored for a bit, and, and we've heard that for a bit, that he was going to hit the portal. And, I mean, I think that I heard that as early as December, late December, early January, that he was going to be a portal guy, that it wouldn't be – Honestly, that it wouldn't be a surprise. He had his breakout game there against LSU uh, in late February, and then over the final seven games, I think he might have played about six minutes. So, like, there there wasn't a whole lot of minutes there after his breakout game. John Calipari came out and said, you know, that he was going to needed to play more and all this. And uh, it, it, I don't know. Like, I felt like that one. I felt like Bryce wasn't in the best shape this season to play extended minutes. I, I think that his body and and his overall conditioning, I think that's where he needs to work the most going into next season is just have his body and uh, his fitness and stuff in better shape. That way he can play more minutes wherever he goes. I think that was going to be the, the biggest offseason goal had he remained at Kentucky. But he never did get a consistent role in the rotation at Kentucky. And it's a shame because I honestly felt like that kid could have been someone that developed into a very good piece for the U.K. men's basketball program, whether some of that's on him, whether some of that's on Cal. I, I do think that something that happened this year was not getting him or Damian consistent minutes at any point. But I know Cal felt got, felt good with the guys that he had, those top six, top seven guys. It was hard to carve out minutes when you had Jacob Toppin and Keon Brooks at that position. But you could even make a case that that my biggest critique of Cal in the NCAA tournament was that Jacob Toppin only played about 16 to 17 minutes against St. Peter's and was virtually non-existent in the second half and overtime, that commitment to Keon Brooks, I think, was why you saw a guy like Bryce not get many opportunities. You also had Cal not really figure out how to play Bryce this year. Was he going to be a three? Was he going to be a four? I think moving forward, Bryce Hopkins needs to be a small ball four with his uh, with facing the basket. I think that's where he needs to be, whether that is another program. I mean, I, I think the the overall connections, I know you could see Illinois 
being someone that possibly stands out. I know he was committed to Louisville at one point. You know, Kenny Payne there now. Is that a school that reaches out to him? I know in the past I heard DePaul and Providence when it was talked about uh, Hopkins entering the portal early. So I would say those are some schools to watch with him. But I think he'll be a coveted piece in the portal. And it's disappointing that it didn't work out at Kentucky. But then you had Keon Brooks also. We talked about this last week. Keon entering the transfer portal, not last week, sorry, earlier this week, where Keon went to the portal. So now you have some movement on Kentucky's roster. I firmly believe that Jacob Toppin will be back next season. I know we don't have anything official on that. I thought all along that of the three, he would be the only one that would be on Kentucky's roster next season at the four spot that would be coming back outside of Damian Collins, who could play some four, could play some five. But those locked-in four pieces, I thought Toppin would be the only one to come back. I know Keon has the option to return to Kentucky, but in my gut, it just feels like that's going to be a return to college and hitting and at least explore the options in the portal. I know that that is something that Keon did last year regarding like, regardless of what you heard about reports, like they, they certainly looked at options before going and didn't, didn't go into the portal, but there was some talk there about doing that a year ago. So it wouldn't shock me if, uh, if we look up and Toppin is the one returning four piece off of what Kentucky had this year. So then you kind of bring up and, and you want to see what Kentucky does in the transfer portal. And there are some names, uh, in the backcourt, you had Ty Ty Washington declare for the draft. Like I said, he foregoed his remaining eligibility. That is no surprise there. That's one that I don't really consider a huge domino because we all expected it. The ones that I consider consider the biggest ones to kind of spring how we view this roster would be Oscar Sheboy and Shaden Sharp because I think those are the two dudes that you're not going to go get a guy that's can you know considered a top five draft pick in the portal. And then Oscar – you're not going to just strike lightning in a bottle and get the national player of the year in the portal. I mean, that's just, uh, I just don't see that being something that happens uh, regularly. So I would say that those two, I don't want to say that they're not replaceable because you can go get a guy that can average 13, 14 rebounds a game. Like there are great rebounders in the transfer portal right now, but as far as what Oscar accomplished this season, I would like to say that those two are the, the two that you can't replace with portal additions, and you obviously can't replace the heart that Oscar Sheboy has and the love that this program has for him. So those two will swing the momentum a certain direction. Like if you get one of them, I feel really good about Kentucky next year. If you don't get both, I want to hold off and see what Kentucky's roster looks like overall. But I don't think that you'll have the offseason buzz that you would have as long as you get one of them back. If you get both of them back, I think Kentucky's the preseason number one team in the country with what they're bringing in and what they should return. But We'll talk about all that this week. We'll get another episode up before the weekends. I'm going to talk about some guys now that we know what the roster is starting to take shape and, and, and everything like that with, with portal pieces and the movement here and there. I'm going to talk about guys that they've reached out to in the portal in episodes coming up. But there's a lot of it right now. You're, you're seeing a lot of connections. I know Kyle Tucker's tweeted out. I know Matt Jones has tweeted out. Uh, but you're talking about Arkansas transfer, Norshad Omir. I know he was the Sun Belt Player of the Year, the Sun Belt Defensive Player of the Year. He averaged 18 points per game, 12 rebounds per game, two blocks per game uh, for Arkansas State. I know at first he announced that he was returning uh, you know, to Arkansas State, but then later decided to enter the portal. And, and that is a name that is certainly emerging as a replacement there at the four position for Kentucky. I, I think it would be a good piece. He only attempted three three-point shots last season, so it's not someone that's going to space the floor. He did hit one of those three 
Uh, I have seen on highlights that he has a, a mid-range jumper that he's knocked down a few times there. Looks like a very strong finisher at the rim just from watching film early. Good right-handed, left-handed finisher. He will dunk over top of you in the post. That was the thing that stood out to me was it is an aggressive piece at six foot seven, very strong body. And I, I think a guy that I've seen some buzz there in the past that, you know, that could carve out a role and be a professional basketball player one day in the NBA. I've seen some some uh, pieces written about that. So maybe this is a move, whether it be to Kentucky or somewhere else, that making a move to bigger primetime college basketball that you could see this guy take off and and really do some good things. Like obviously 18 points and 12 rebounds, regardless of what conference you play in, that's going to translate and transfer over to bigger college basketball. You might not average 18 and 12, but you're obviously going to be a solid piece in a rotation. So that's one to pay attention to in the coming days and weeks and how how committed Kentucky is to uh, piecing that together. I know there was an image floating around on social media last night with the entire Kentucky men's basketball staff on a Zoom call with him. So uh, obviously there's some truth to it and there's some buzz to it. And I am hearing the exact same thing as well, that that is emerging as a likely piece to Kentucky's roster for next season. Uh, so that is something to pay attention to in the coming days. And we'll uh, we'll obviously break down all that. But we know what Kentucky has coming in. It's Cason Wallace. It's Chris Livingston. You can add C.J. Frederick to that as well since he didn't step on the floor last year. So Kentucky will have three new pieces on its roster for sure. The other things that we got to watch is what happens with the point guard position. Is Savir Wheeler on this roster next year? I'm starting to lean that he will be. I think that John Calipari is perfectly fine with Savir coming back. So then you kind of want to see what Kentucky adds around him. And then I, I think that you obviously need to prioritize shooting in the portal when it comes to the backcourt. But I'm also looking at this position and thinking that a guy that averaged 18 and 12 at Arkansas State, as physical as he is, I don't want to rule him out as a non-three-point shooter because I just don't know how much that's been prioritized in his game. Obviously, it wasn't at Arkansas State. Is that something that can develop if he were to transfer to Kentucky? I don't know. I need to watch more tape. I want to see uh, his development. I want to see maybe some reports and what he shot in high school, things like that, because it certainly wasn't a part of his game at the collegiate level, and maybe that was fit. Maybe that was uh, the system he was in. I don't know. Uh, so I want to look more at that before I really uh, – kind of dive in. So I, I will do an episode here over the weekend about who Kentucky's reached out to in the portal. Obviously, we know the, uh, the Shannon uh, from Texas Tech. We know that that's still an option. That's gone quiet recently. Uh, we know that there's other options that they've reached out to as well. So I will do an episode breaking down who all they've reached out to, where that is going right now. And then uh, I'm, I'm going to say as early as next week, now that there's movement with this roster, it wouldn't shock me that it's next week or the week early the week after that maybe there's someone that kind of pulls the trigger and announces a commitment to Kentucky or a transfer to Kentucky. Like I, I think you're getting to that point now where there is some movement at these spots that you're going to start to get some announcement coming for Kentucky. But then again, maybe some of the best names haven't gone into the portal yet. And that's what Kentucky's waiting on as well. So I, I think it's safe to probably hold off another seven to 10 days before you really start to think, okay, what's Kentucky doing here? Why is no one, committing to Kentucky because you don't know is there more going to go into the portal what is taking on what is taking place behind the scenes but we do know that this staff is recruiting guys they have had zoom calls uh, with players so they're active right now trying to make additions to the roster and if there's one or two that they feel really good about it wouldn't shock me if we get that here in the next week to two weeks and we start getting some commitments but I just wanted to hop on here 
and just kind of give a, a quick rundown of some things that is happening. Just talk about Bryce Hopkins going to the portal, Ty Ty Washington going to the draft. A lot still to play, a lot still to take place for this Kentucky men's basketball roster. And uh, I'll be sure to cover it. Derek will be joining as well. So we'll get to that. As always, this show is powered by Blue Wire Pods. It's also powered by the Butcher's Pub. you got three locations, Palmville, Williamsburg, and London, Kentucky. You can visit thebutcherspub.com or check them out on Facebook. I'm Sean Smith. We'll catch you next time on Kentucky Daily. 